Why is there a picture of cats over there? Oh, the painting? What is the painting? So, uh, I need backstory. her friend, um, Marlene, uh-huh. she does a lot of really cool painting and drawing and things like that. She has their own kind of style, which I really like. Is that a raccoon? Yeah. So, Ali got a new number, you know, her new phone. Mm-hmm. And... This she, is really good. Right. She was trying to find creative ways to tell her friends that she got a new phone number. Mm-hmm. So she would text some of them pretending to be someone else. Mm-hmm. And then they'd like she, she'd end up getting blocked by her friends and have to tell them, no, I just got a new number. But what she came up with, Marlene, is that she made a fake uh, person who uh, found her art online mm-hmm. And wanted her wanted to commission her and like commission something from her. So she reached out to Marlene and it's like, I've been through all this stuff with like a it was like a past relationship or something. Yeah, someone from the US and she lives in Mexico and things like that. And um we sent her all these ideas. Ali and I came up with ideas to give to her so she can paint something for this fake person. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking to her back and forth for the past as two, three, four weeks. As a different person. As a different person. And this as a entire fake time person. she is unaware of the fact that this is always. Yes. And she, when her phone broke. Y'all extra. When, when her phone broke, she was like, um, oh, I need you to talk to my, was it brother? Yeah, I need you to talk to my brother. So she didn't have, Marlene didn't have my phone number. So I pretended to be her, this fake person's brother. And now we're talking back and forth, sending ideas. So... She painted this, and um, Chris picked it up. Is she aware of the fact that it's Ale? No, not yet. Still. Still. Chris wow, picked it up. we're real committed she to this. She dropped it off. Chris picked it up and brought it here, and Marlene is supposed to visit in October, and we're just going to have it hanging on the wall when she comes here, uh. and she's going to see it, and it's going to be fucking great. I can't wait. So good. Y'all crazy. Welcome to the 80th episode of Beard Fear. My name is Zach. Is this 80th? Huh? This is this 80th? 80, number 80, yeah. Oh, 20 more, and then we can stop. Minus page. We're almost done. Almost done. We made that same joke last episode. Our servitude is almost ended to no one. We should but try. Ourselves. We should try you to get so. past 100. You think so? It'll be fun. Uh, this episode is on drugs. Just in general, drugs, but more like. Why drugs are scary. Why drugs are bad, right? Because that's the whole... Are drugs bad? I mean, bad drugs are bad. I mean... Like, abusing drugs is yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right, all right, that's fair. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Drugs, I don't know. I got a beer. Um. Oh, the reason we're doing drugs is because this episode comes out on 420. That's the only reason I wanted to do drugs. It's because this episode comes out on 420. And I found a great beer for it, which I'm excited to uh, I am excited for to that. Try and talk about. But how was your week? How's, how's well, life? Has it been one week or two weeks since we last saw each other because how's we're neglectful been? in our friendships? We didn't record um, earlier this week like we wanted. So it's a little over a week. It's like a week and a half. How's your last week and a half been? I mean, work. And that's been hectic as hell. 
Are you still short-staffed? Of course. Are the kids still insanely I'm honestly surprised terrible? they haven't tried to tie me up and sacrifice me to their little kindergarten gods. I could see that happening. So. Mm. You got to watch out for them. They're sneaky. I just imagine that they're, they're going to like get into my art cabinet, take my number two pencils, file them into spheres, and just <laughs> back me <laughs> into a corner. Light them on fire. And <laughs> just, yeah. uh-huh. Where are you going, Miss Page? They're tiny and quiet. You got to watch and out. And then they stab you and they say, straight to hell. <laughs> they're tiny little She's spheres. a witch. She's a burner. <laughs> and then I saw my uh, family. Yeah. yeah. How are you doing? How, how have you been? Do you have Easter plans? Tell me about your trivial life. Do you have Easter plans? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my parents are doing uh, Easter dinner. Oh, You're going to your... Going to my dad's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Easter dinner, yeah. And bring in, bring in the sister. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. To meet them. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Uh, my last week and a half, work. We were Our Cellarette show was supposed to be last Saturday. That didn't happen. Yeah. Um, you were very good at communicating the fact that you know, there was a day planned because yeah, I was gonna. There was a day planned. Try and be there for that. Well, okay. So the issue was we were trying to find a venue, and a lot of the venues that we used to play at either aren't there, they're closed, whatever. So we were trying to like reach out to another venue, and it didn't really work out like mm-hmm. we wanted. Um, we haven't been getting together to practice lately, so mm-hmm. we want to start doing that again. But it's TBD. Um, TBD. Uh, just worked a lot. This is uh, the end of um, National uh, Telecommunicator Telecommunicator Appreciation Week, Honestly, whatever it's called. I didn't even called. know you had a week. Yeah, TC Week. Good news to me. It's called TC Week. We're supposed to appreciate you? Uh, yeah, appreciate oh, me. <laughs> I appreciate um, you. It's it's the same week every year, the week before Easter, and it's really cool. Why? TC Week? Yeah, why was it picked for that? Oh, I don't know. It's oh, just, okay. I have no idea. But um, it's really cool with our agency. Um, Every police and fire agency brings food in. So we have just a massive amount of food, just a ridiculous amount of food. Every day is themed as far as like uh, outfits you can wear. So like there's flannel day, there's fandom day. This is really funny because this sounds a lot like teacher appreciation week. Yeah, it's it's pretty we do pretty similar. similar. Yes, um, but it's great. I've been I've been eating real real either real well or real terribly depending on how you want to look oh, at I it. I should have gotten you a gift to appreciate but you. That's okay. Damn it. Um, but we got like raisin canes. There's Ooh. Panera. There's uh, Capriati's sandwich. There's um, kebabs. So we've, oh, kebabs. we've gotten a lot of really good food. Uh, it's it's been fun, and I've been stealing a lot of it for them. Uh, also, um, every year around TC Week, there's uh, Telecommunicator of the Year awards that go out, and they uh, send out emails. It's like, who do you want to nominate for TC of the Year? I nominated. Is this out of your agency specifically, uh, or TC Week is national? But Telecommunicator of the Year is, I'm, I'm sure every agency does. I was going to say, yeah, um, but uh, it'd be much more impressive if this was out of like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At like, just your like agency that's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but everyone goes around and they nominate people. I nominated Brenna. Um, but I, I came in and Joe pulled me in his office and told me that I got it. Why? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Could not tell you. But um, my you day just, off. I'm just the most recent stories I've got was I fell asleep at work. Yeah. Yeah. So. I did. I did do that. Uh, they made a cake. Um, wrote my name on it. I got a little. Who made the cake? I got a little. I don't know. I got a little oh. certificate. Got a little certificate. I got a diploma certificate thing. It says Zach Dammit. Zach Dammit. That's it. You did it. You did it. Yeah. 
Um, and then you a did it. $100 gift card from my boss. So. Your boss to what? Uh, it's Is a, it like visa, a vanilla visa, visa thing, card. Yeah. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. It was really cool. That's I had a good day. And then we picked her up from the airport. It was a, it was fun. Oh, that's nice. It's a great day. That has been my How week. How long has she been here now? Uh, it's three, two days. Oh, that's two it. Days. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Just got here. Our brewery. There we go. For episode 80 on drugs is from Sweetwater Brewing Company. We've done that before, right? No. Oh. Uh, not, not the electronic store, Sweetwater, online retailer of electronics uh, and music instruments. But that's the, why that's familiar. The brewing company in Atlanta, Georgia, mm. 195 Otley Drive in Atlanta, Georgia. An out-of-state beer. Yeah, another, another out-of-state beer from a state that we haven't had before. Mm. Good shit. Start marking them on a map. Uh, we are doing that. Oh, hey, cool. <laughs> We've been we've been doing that for a while. Whoops. <laughs> uh, founded in I February, founded in February 1997 by Freddie Bench and Kevin McNerney in Atlanta, Georgia. They were roommates at the University of Colorado <gasps> at Boulder and worked part time cleaning kegs at a local brewery. And they were roommates. They were roomies. That's fine. It's fine. It sounds like the beginning of like a it's a vine rom comedy. Oh, it's a it's, it's a, a vine. vine. I don't. Vine. I didn't do vine. Oh, uh, no. Bench visited Atlanta during the 96 Summer Olympics and saw an opportunity to bring a West Coast-style brewery to the Southeast. Bench named the brewery after kayaking down Sweetwater Creek, a tributary of the Chattahoochee River. The Chattahoochee! Chattahoochee River in Georgia's Sweetwater Creek State Park, located a few miles west of the brewery. From their website, it says, Don't float the mainstream. Sweetwater Brewery has been making tasty brews in the heart of the South since 97. What started as a pipe dream of two college buddies has turned into a dream job full of great adventures and lip-smacking beers. Lip-smacking. What would you expect from a couple of boys with uh, more of a hankering for beers than for books? At Sweetwater, we like to say that we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. It's not just something that we say, though. It's how we live. Hmm. If you're up for a good time, come check us out at our brewery in Atlanta every spring at our Raging 420 Festival <laughs> or wherever the fishing is good in your neck of the woods. Remember, don't float the mainstream as we all find our path in life and drink them if you got them. Zach, where would you say the fishing is good? Here? Yeah. Probably like a river. Yeah. If you just go to a, just find a river. Okay. I don't fish. Do I look like I fish? Do I look like a fisherman? A fisher boy. Boy who fishes. From your socks to your hat, no. Mm -hmm. The beer by Sweetwater is 420 Strain G13 IPA. A lot of 420 references. I see that. Because this beer is, or this episode's coming it's out then. Strain and everything. Yeah. This aromatic super hybrid sticky IPA. Sticky. Mm -hmm. A little sticky. Icky. Is first and foremost a phenomenally delicious and drinkable beer with the added bonus of an olfactory experience that mimics that of the legendary G13 cannabis strain. Let me tell you, if this tastes similar to weed, I'm, it's going to be funny. It's, I'm gonna laugh. It might. The IPA. I hope it does. The IPA base brew has a great body, good head, and nice amount of haze at a pleasurable six percent ABV. Me too. To work with the malt, you do have a nice head. Dang. To work with the malt bill, the brewers added some of their dankest hops. Dankest. Dankest hops, bro. When did this come out? Because this sounds like old people wrote it. Uh, this 420 Strange G13 IPA has been out for a while. Old yeah, people wrote this. Probably dankest. Yep, the dankest. To work with the malt bill, the brewers added, yep, Dankest Hops, Columbus, mm -hmm. and Simcoe, plus two dry hop additions. To achieve the aroma, our brewers found the perfect botanically sourced strain-specific terpenes. Terpenes? Terpen Turpentine? Terpenes. 
Uh, they're aromatic compounds found in plants. Oh. And married them with a propriety natural hemp type flavor, both perfectly complementing the hops in the IPA. Yeah, I do that too. Uh, Beer Advocate also says, pungent and dank aromatics on this terpene-infused IPA fill, fill the room once the beer is opened. We went with an aggressive dry hop schedule, which interlaces nicely with the unique flavors to bring forward citrus and earthy notes, followed by a resinous finish. This one's fire. Oh, wow. Columbus and Simcoe in the boil and dry hop. Uh, 420 Strange G13 IPA is an American IPA. Uh, some American IPAs, actually all the American IPAs we've had on past episodes, The Man, Junior Astronaut Juice, West Coast Wizard, Bloodline, Forest Fauna, Sex and Candy, and Villainous were all American IPAs. I miss The Man. That was a good one. Characterized by floral, fruity, citrus-like, piney, or resinous American variety hop character, the IPA beer style is all about hop flavor, aroma, and bitterness. This has been the most entered category at the Great American Beer Festival for more than a decade, and is the top-selling craft beer style in supermarkets and liquor stores across the U.S. So, as the name implies, this is an American-style IPA. I get really confused between pale ales, IPAs, APAs, and American IPAs. I don't pay attention to any of it. It's, it's too many PAs. I don't, I don't listen. Do you want me to tell you the difference? No. Okay. Um, Unless you wanted, if that, I mean, if that was a thing. I mean, I did, I did. Did you do the research? Did, oh, okay, go yeah, ahead. I did. Go yeah. ahead. I did the work, so. Yeah, you did the work. Pale ales are typically golden to amber colored styles of ales, which are brewed using ale yeast and predominantly pale, pale malts. They include IPAs and APAs. Okay. So pale ale is like the, the bottom of the pyramid of you know, pale ales at the bottom, and then it gets more specific. Also includes blondes, Irish red ales, scotch ales. Uh, American pale ales contain more American hops, particularly Cascade. Uh, include Usually include a cleaner yeast and American two-row malt. They're close to amber ales. Um, they're lighter in character, more of a balance of hops and malts. Sierra Nevada was apparently the first brewery to like label a beer as an APA, so they kind of pioneered that. IPAs. Um, India Pale Ales were widespread in England by 1815. They grew in popularity, um, and they were shipped to India, which is how they got their name. They're very hop-forward, stronger than pale ales. They accentuate the bitter, fruity, and floral goodness contained within hops over other elements of the flavor profile. Um, and then there's other subcategories of IPAs, like any IPAs, New England IPAs, hazies, yeah. doubles, triples, West Coast IPAs, etc. And then American IPAs, they're similar to American Pale Ales, with stronger and more assertive hop flavors. Um, they just, it's like an IPA, but they're using American ingredients. This is essentially what it comes down to. Uh, resin, tropical fruit, grapefruit, and then it can also be split between West Coast and East Coast American IPAs. So an IPA, just imagine IPA with American ingredients. This is 6% ABV, 48 IBU, unknown SRM. Beer Advocate gave it a score of oh. 89. Very yeah. good. It is number 1,366 in American IPAs, number 11,908 overall, and an average rating of 3.98 out of 523 ratings. Would you ever want to go to Disney with me? Yes. It's random. I would go to Disney with you. I don't know why I was thinking of that. Disney World or Disneyland? No, Disney World. Disney World? Because I also want to be able to go visit some friends that I used to know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've been there a few times. Bird, you know. It's been a long... One stone. It's been a long time since I went to Disney. (coughs) But good time. I would go. Because I'm thinking about planning a vacation. Specifically when? to Disney. Like 2024, maybe. Because it's something that you have to really plan for. It's expensive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd be down. Sounds like a lot of fun. Okay. Obviously. 
Obviously. Yeah. Uh, Sweetwater Brewing, you can follow them at Sweetwater Brew on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or go to their website, sweetwaterbrew.com. I will grab the beer. Would she want to go? I'm sure. I mean, ask. I don't think... Ale, have you been to Disney World? Oh, it's a little can. Yep, tiny can this time. That's a fish. It's water themed. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, it's. It looks like uh, the fish looks like it's dead. Um, it is bones. Bony fish. Bony fish. We took an already dank IPA and married it to some sticky. A strange new strain, indeed. Can conditioned for fresher taste. Check we made sure to put this one in the fridge so it wouldn't explode. Check our date on the bottom of your can. 7-16-2022. Okay. Should I shake it? No, I would not. According to the Surgeon General. Every time. It's on every can. I wonder why. <laughs> Does it smell like weed? Yep. Yep. When was the last time you smelled weed? It smells like weed. Um, 2017. Um, kind of. You want to crack it? Hang on. I almost drank it. <laughs> <laughs> Silly page. That's not how That's we do things. That's not how we do things here. I didn't even try. I don't like the Spiegel glasses. You don't? No. Why? Because they don't clink. No, they're, they're less clinky. It kind of, what? Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of smells like cat litter. What did I use that as a comparison on before? Um, I thought it was the Metal Monkey one. Probably. No, the Metal Monkey one I said smells like manure, and it did. Yeah, there was a cat litter beer. It smelled too. like a barn. It's uh, opaque, good foam, good stumps. I mean, if you're saying it smells like kitty litter, it probably means that it smells like ammonia. Maybe that's it. Because there's a very high concentration of ammonia and cat piss. Yeah, that's probably what I'm smelling then. But yeah, it smells like smells like dank weed, bro. Eh, I don't think I'm gonna like it. I'm not impressed. It's weird. I can't really taste anything. No. Another beer. Oh wait, there's the burp. There's the burp. Another beer where the smell is not found in the in the taste. I mean, it's... Please don't spill. It's like, it's... It's it's crisp. It is. I won't argue with that. It's cold. Yeah. It's, but those are all things that could happen to literally any beer. You're right. So... Huh. Well, it's... What, what are its saving qualities? It's cold. <laughs> um, it was definitely in the fridge at some point. Oh, it's liquid. It is liquid. It's liquid. I just don't... I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying like it's so horrid that I can't drink it. I could probably chug this. Sure. But it's nothing. If it's chuggable, you know it's not good. It's nothing too special about it. Because I don't want to savor the flavor. We've I just want to get it down. I just want to be, you know. We've had better uh, American American IPAs before. Um, I'm trying to figure out where to put this. Ten. Space Chase German Pilsner. Well, I rated Space Chase very low. Ten. You have Clearing the Sand by Metal Monkey as 10. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nine. Do I have a nine? Uh, Precious Little Treats. For the love of God. Stout, you put at a nine. Do you want to put this at an eight? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I think we got our 
our standings here. The best rated beer out of the last 10 episodes, <laughs> another 10 down, was Bistro Smoothie. Your beer, Bistro Smoothie. No surprise there. You're picking all the good beers. Um, you know what? I really wish it was because I was like, ah, oh, I'm so informed on beer because I've been doing this for <laughs> so long. You just it's randomly. just gut feeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks like a nice beer. I'm just like, yes, grab this one. Yeah. Uh, gut, so you, gut choice. You put it at a one. I put it at a two. So it's a 1.5. Next one, Apple of My Eye, you put it a three, I put it a one, and then uh, and then Lord of the Peach Rings. The worst beer, uh, Clearing clearing the Sand by Metal Monkey. We both gave it a ten. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. I was actually just listening to the episode, and I was just... <laughs> I thought it was so funny, because they both liked our post on Instagram, yes. and I was yes. just like, wow, we really tore into that fucking beer, they too. They don't even listen. They don't. They, they just don't the, realize they what we tag, said. They get the tag. They see the beer. They're um, like, they must have loved this. I like I like watching the episodes more, because I get to see our reactions, just the visceral. Is it just... Is it? I'm a very emotional person in my face, so... Yeah. I emote a lot. Very reactive. Yeah. Yeah. This is so yellow. Yeah, it's weird. But that's another 10 down. 80 episodes down. We're Um, so close to being free. Yeah. So close to being free. Do you want to keep doing this? Yes, Curse. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I was really committed to the 100 episode drop off. 100%. That is the beer section. Let's talk about drugs. 420. Blaze it. Really? Just a brief disclaimer before we get started. Throughout this episode, we will talk about various drugs, their uses, effects, side effects, dangers, and repercussions. Beer and Fear does not condone the use or abuse of any illegal drug, substance, or narcotic, and we are not responsible for any dangers, harm, injuries, or deaths involved in the use of such substances. Please partake responsibly and at your own risk. Or not at all. That's the better thing to do. Just be smart about it. It's really funny because um, for forever ago, I don't know why, but I was on Wikipedia and I found a link for recreational drug use. And the picture for recreational drug use is so funny. He's just, <laughs> what the? F- that's the Wikipedia. He's, exha- he's exhaling. He looks really surprised. He's doing too. drugs. He looks shocked. This is what drug use looks like, kids. So I guess the topic is kind of, you know ambiguous it's very it's it's vague it's open for yeah yeah it's very kind of go in any direction but recreational drug use which is something that i partake in is the use of a psychoactive drug to induce an altered state of consciousness either for pleasure or for some other casual purpose or pastime what other casual purpose is there besides pleasure like a tradition like if you like there are cultures that smoke ayahuasca by modifying the perceptions, feelings, and emotions of the user. When a psychoactive drug enters the user's body, it induces an intoxifying effect. Aren't we all recreational drug users? Well, people who drink coffee. Are you asking, like, my genuine opinion of that? Yeah. Would you agree? Would you consider that recreational drug use, consuming caffeine? I don't feel like caffeine really alters my mind in any way. Or my emotions. Yeah, that description you gave is a little more, little more specific. It's a little more on the nose of drug use. Mm -hmm. Uh, Generally, recreational drugs are divided into three categories: depressants, drugs that induce a feeling of relaxation and calmness; stimulants, drugs that induce a sense of energy and alertness. Mm -hmm. Those don't work on me. And hallucinogens, drugs that induce perceptual distortions, distortions such as hallucination. My favorite. 
favorite kinds. What drugs have you done? Uh, Don't put this in. Just mar- off the record. It's marijuana. Yeah. And LSD. That's it. And whatever that that fake weed shit was. What is that? Like synthetic weed. What was that called? I'm blanking. I don't know. Because it was like a huge thing at gas stations. And yeah, stuff. you could buy it at gas stations. What was it called? Wasn't good for you. Spice. Spice. Or K two. K two. That's mm-hmm. why I know it. Okay. I can't believe you've only done those two things. Or those three things. Yeah, no, that's it. I didn't do any, I don't, I didn't do and I don't plan to do any any harder drugs. Good choice. It's not really worth it. It's not, no. In popular practice, recreational drug use generally is a tolerated social uh, social behavior. <laughs> okay. You done? <laughs> Probably not, no. Jesus Christ. Rather than perceived as the medical condition of self-medication, however, come, come here, Casota. Get your, get little, your butt. little butt over here, your little fluffy tail. Oh. What are you up to? Oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. However, heavy use of some drugs is socially stigmatized. Many people also use prescribed and controlled, controlled depressants such as opioids along with opiates and benzo... benzo what is it? Benzodes. I guess you could just say benzos. Benzos. It's like benzo desi- desi- something beans. Benzo beans. beans. <laughs> uh, recreational drug use includes alcohol, commonly found in. I'm sorry. Recreational drugs include alcohol, commonly found in beer, wine, and distilled spirits, cannabis, and hashish. 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 Nicotine, commonly found in tobacco. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, technically, okay. So caffeine, nicotine, mm-hmm. and then. What, uh, mm-hmm. shisha? Hookah? Hashish. I've done those two. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you're currently doing one too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you're doing two. Caffeine, commonly found in what? You're Coffee doing and three. Coffee. <laughs> she is bananas. <laughs> Commonly found in coffee, tea, soft drinks, prescription drugs. The controlled substances listed as controlled drugs in the single convention of narcotic drugs and the convention on psychotropic substances of the United Nations and cocoa. Commonly found in chocolate. Psychotropic? Psychotropic. What controlled controlled substances are considered generally unlawful to possess varies by country, but usually includes methamphetamine, heroin, cocaine, LSD, mushrooms, MDMA, lean, and club drugs. In 2015, it was estimated that about 5% of people worldwide aged 15 to 65, which is 158 million to 351 million, had, that's a very large gap. Yeah. <laughs> had used controlled substances at least once. Anywhere between three and 800 million. Yeah, anywhere between those. <laughs> those very small margin of numbers. <laughs> There's a few, a few reasons for use. Many researchers have explored the um, etiology... A word. A word? Uh, basically the reason. Oh, ideology? No. Oh. Some of the most common theories are genetics, personality type, psychological problems, self-medication, sex, age, instant gratification, basic human need, curiosity, rebelliousness, a sense of belonging to a group, family and attachment issues, as well as history of trauma. There's actually a lot of reasons to do drugs, guys. This is just a list of all the things. Here's your justification. Yeah, this isn't a don't do drugs podcast. This is a do episode, drug podcast. By the way. This is a do drugs podcast. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble. 
Yeah, I know, right? Oh, God, don't hear this. <laughs> there has not been an agreement around any one single cause. Instead, experts tend to supply the biopsychosocial model. Any number of these factors are likely to influence an individual's drug use as they are not mutually exclusive. Regardless of genetics, mental health, or traumatic experiences, social factors play a large role in exposure to and availability of certain types of drugs and patterns of drug use. According to addiction researcher Martin A. Plants, many people go through a period of self-redefinition before initiating recreational drug use. They tend to view using drugs as part of a general lifestyle that involves belonging to a subculture that they associate with heightened status and the challenging of social norms. Gotta fit in. Your cat's ridiculous. She's uh, all hyped up on something. Plant states, from the user's point of view, there are many positive reasons to become part of the, I guess, I don't know. The, the, to just be a part of drug taking, I guess. Uh-huh. The reasons for drug use appear to have as much to do with needs for friendship, pleasure, and status as they do with unhappiness or poverty. Becoming a drug taker to many people is a positive affirmation rather than a negative experience. Yeah. Anthropological research has suggested that humans may have evolved to counter-exploit plant neurotoxins. The ability to use botanical chemicals to serve the function of neurotransmitters may have improved survival rates conferring an Mm. evolutionary advantage a typically restrictive prehistoric diet may have emphasized the apparent benefit of consuming drugs well which had themselves evolved to imitate neurotransmitters chemical ecological adaptations and the genetics of hepatic enzymes have led researchers to propose that humans have shared a co-evolutionary relationship with psychotropic plants that are that is millions of years old. Yeah, I was going to say people have been probably using drugs for a very long time. There are several risks that come with recreational drug use no. and they vary widely depending on the drug in question and the amount being used. You don't say. Yeah, I do say. Like right now. There are many factors in the environment and within the use that interact with each drug differently. Overall, some studies suggest that alcohol is one of the most dangerous of all recreational drugs. Only heroin, crack cocaine, and methamphetamine are judged to be more harmful. Alcoholic drinks, tobacco products, and other nicotine-based products, electronic cigarettes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and cannabis are regarded by various medical professionals to be the most common and widespread gateway drugs. In the United States, Australia, and New Zealand, the general onset of drinking alcohol, tobacco smoking, and cannabis smoking, as well as construction, consumption of multiple drugs, build them. (laughs) If you build them, they will come. (laughs) Among young people, most frequently occurs during adolescence and within school settings. That's how I got started. Really? Mm -hmm. That's not how I started. Hmm. Scientific studies which focus on a low-moderate level of alcohol consumption, particularly of red wine, have concluded that there can be substantial health benefits from its use, such as decreased risk of cardiovascular diseases, stroke, and cognitive decline. Red wine. Red wine is good for you. This claim has been disputed. Researcher David Nutt stated that these studies showing benefits for moderate alcohol consumption lacked control for the variable of what the subjects were drinking. David Nutt? David Nutt. (laughs) Has suggested that some psychoactive drugs that may be causing less harm to fewer users include cannabis, mushrooms, LSD, and MDMA. However, these drugs are not without their own particular risks. Mm -hmm. 
Drug harmfulness is defined as the degree to which a psychoactive drug is harmful to a user and is measured in various ways, such as by addictiveness and the potential for physical harm. More harmful drugs are called hard drugs and less mm. are called soft. The term soft drug is considered controversial soft by its drug. critics as it may imply that soft drugs cause no or insignificant harm. Uh-huh. The concept of responsible drug use is that a person can use drugs recreationally or otherwise with reduced or eliminated risk of negatively affecting other aspects of one's life and other people's lives. Advocates of this philosophy point to the many well-known artists and intellectuals who have used drugs mm-hmm. experimentally or otherwise. Responsible drug use becomes a problemat- becomes problematic only when the use of this substance significantly interferes with the user's daily life. Makes Responsible sense. drug use advocate users uh, should not take drugs at the same time as activities such as driving, swimming, operating machinery, or other activities that are unsafe without a sober state. Responsible drug use is empathized. Empathized? Empanadas. Empathized. I said empanadas. <laughs> as a primary prevention technique in harm reduction drug policies. Harm reduction policies were popularized in the late 1980s, although they began in the 1970s counterculture when cartoons explaining mm-hmm. responsible drug use and the consequences of irresponsible drug use were distributed to users. Wasn't there, uh, you said cartoons, wasn't there like a Flintstones commercial where Barney and Freddy were smoking cigarettes? Uh, look it up. I don't remember. I'm, I'm almost certain. Look it was. up. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. In Australia, alcohol is the most widely used drug. 86.2% of Australians aged 12 years old, I'm sorry, and over, have consumed alcohol at least once in their lifetime. 12 years old. Compared to 34.8% of Australians aged 12 years and over who have used cannabis. Oh. That is such a big difference. That is. That's surprising. From the mid-19th century to the 1930s, American physicians prescribed cannabis sativa as a prescription drug for various medical conditions. Mm -hmm. In the 1960s, the counterculture movement introduced the use of psychoactive drugs, including cannabis. Young adults and college students reported that recreational prevalence of cannabis, among other drugs, at 20 to 25%, while the cultural mindset of using was open and curious. In 69, the FBI reported between the years of 66 and 68 the number of arrests for marijuana possession, which had been outlawed throughout the United States Mm. under the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, had increased by 98%. That's what happens. You ban something, everyone's going to want it. Yep. Despite acknowledgement that drug use was greatly growing among America's youths during the late 1960s, surveys have suggested that only as much as 4% of the American population had ever smoked marijuana by 69. By 72, however, that number would increase to 12%. Hmm. The number that would then double by 77. (laughs) Yeah, the 70s were a wild time. Weren't they? The Controlled (laughs) Substances Act of 1970 classified marijuana along with heroin and LSD as Schedule 1 drugs, i.e. having the relatively highest abuse potential and no accepted medical use. Most Mm. marijuana at that time came from Mexico, but in 1975, the Mexican government agreed to eradicate the crop by spraying it with the herbicide Paraquat, raising fears of toxic side effects. Yeah. Colombia then became the main supplier, the zero tire tolerance climate of the Reagan, which I fucking... Ronald Reagan introduced crack to the inner city. <laughs> Who are you to get upset about weed? You introduced crack to the inner city. <laughs> Resulted in passage of strict laws and mandatory uh, sentences for possession of marijuana. The war on drugs 
thus brought with it a shift from alliance on imported supplies to domestic cultivation, particularly in Hawaii and California. Beginning in 82, the Drug Enforcement Administration turned increased retention to marijuana farms in the U.S., and there was a shift to the indoor growing of plants. Specifically, I'm sorry, specially developed for small size and high yield. Mm-hmm. After over a decade of decreasing use, marijuana smoking began an upward trend once more in the early 1990s, especially among teenagers. But by the end of the decade, the upswing had leveled off well below former peaks of use. Common recreational drugs, uh, alcohol. Most drinking alcohol is ethanol. Drinking alcohol creates, uh, creates intoxication, relaxation, and lowered inhibitions. It is produced by the fermentation of sugars by yeast to create wine, beer, and distilled liquor, i.e., Vodka and rum. We know all about that. In most areas of the world, it is legal for those who over a certain age, 18 in most countries. But they would like to mention alcohol withdrawal can be life-threatening. Yeah. Amphetamines used recreationally to provide alertness and a sense of energy. Prescribed for ADHD, narcolepsy, depression, and weight loss. A potent central nervous system stimulant. In the 40s and 50s, methamphetamine was used by Axis and Allied troops in World War II, mm. and later on other armies and by Japanese factory workers. It increases muscle strength and fatigue resistance and improves reaction time. Methamphetamine, let's just talk about the negative stuff because all that sounds pretty important, can be <laughs> neurotoxic, which means it damages dopamine neurons. As a result of this brain damage, chronic use can lead to post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Caffeine, often found in coffee, black tea, energy drinks, some soft drinks, and chocolate, is the world's most widely consumed psychoactive drug, but has only mild dependence liability for longtime users. Cannabis. Its most common forms include marijuana and hashish, which are smoked or eaten. It contains at least 85 can uh, cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. The primary psychoactive component is THC, which mimics the neurotransmitter and 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 bananas, anandamine. I I don't know. Named after the Hindu Ananda, I think that's what it is. Anandamine, joy, bliss, and delight. You mentioned meth, amphetamines. Did you ever see that gif of Hitler on meth at like at the Olympics? Is he just? He is just tweaking out, man. Yeah. Oh, he's just having a. Good old time. Look, yeah, Olympics. <laughs> Cocaine. It is available as a white powder, which is sniffed into the nostrils. The nostrils. Or converted into a solution with water and injected. A popular derivative, crack cocaine, is typically smoked. When transformed into its freebase form, crack, the cocaine vapor may be inhaled directly. I feel like we're teaching people how to do drugs. Oh, God. That's not good. MDMA, commonly known as ecstasy. And then cigarettes, because of the tobacco. Mm -hmm. Ketamine, which is a horse tranquilizer. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's used by doctors and paramedics in emergency situations for its disassociative and anaglesic qualities. Sounds right, yeah. And illegally in the club drug scene. Lean, which is a liquid drug mix made when mixing cough syrup, sweets, soft drinks, and codeine. Oh, God. It originated in the 90s in Houston. LSD... Um, nitrous oxide, opiates and opioids, mushrooms, tranquilizers, barbiturates, um, bath salts, salts. DMT, peyote, 
Quaaludes. <laughs> You're just saying words now. No, these are all drugs. Quaaludes <laughs> is a drug. Yeah, yeah. I need to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this I episode. I think you probably should. <laughs> probably a good idea. Oh, I wanted to go over some of the funny names for drugs. Hmm. Bath salts, plant food, bloom, cloud nine, ivory wave. These all sound like they'd be names for an actual bath salt that you are supposed, to, like the way you're supposed to use them. <laughs> Lunar wave, Scarface, Vanilla Sky, or White Lightning. White Lightning. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the effects? Some side effects are violence. Yeah. Paranoia, agitation, hallucinations, psychosis, racing hearts, high blood pressure, chest pain, panic attacks, dehydration, kidney failure, or death. I think you should just call off work. You ever see those videos on YouTube, people high in bath salts just... Yeah. Remember, we, t- we literally talked about the guy that... Eating someone's face. Yeah, we literally talked about him. We yeah. watched that video together. Yeah, oh my God. It's also uh, cocaine, blow, bump, sea, candy, flake, snow, toot. Toot. Causes increased heart rate, high blood pressure, stomach pain, nausea, a lot of other stuff. Ecstasy, uh, Molly, MDMA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, heart rate increased, blood pressure increased, tense muscles, nausea, blurred vision, dizziness, sweating, or chills. Flaca, this designer drug is similar to bath salts. It doesn't have any side names. I just thought it was weird that it was called Flaca. Flaka. Like Waka Flaka Flame. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Heroin, what's uh, brown sugar, china white, Ooh. horse, junk, skag, skunk, smack, and white horse. Horse and white horse. <laughs> uh, it can cause collapsed veins, skin infections, gastrointestinal problems, kidney disease, suppressed breathing. Heroin causes a lot of problems. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, uh, did I tell you about crocodile? That I've, Russian drug? I've heard of Crocodile. I remember when that was like, it blew up in the news. So. It's mostly known in the in Russia. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm, why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made from morphine, and it's about 10 times stronger than morphine. Fuck. It's a combination of codeine, iodine, gasoline, paint thinner, light, uh, lighter fluid, and others. And you eject it into your bloodstream. Who the fuck thinks of this shit? I know. LSD, acid, blotter, hits, microdots, sugar cubes, window panes. Marijuana, blunt, bud, dope, ganja, grass, green, herb, joint, Mary Jane, reefer, hemp, ashish, boom. Snoop Spunion. Snoop Spunion. Methamphetamines, crystal meth, chalk, crank, and ice Mm -hmm. can include increased breathing, rapid heart rate, high blood pressure, increased body temperature, as well as you can lose your teeth, weight loss, skin sores, a lot of other stuff. Confusion, insomnia. Hmm. There's a bunch of others, but I'll just end it there. Not fun stuff. No. I will I will put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode. It's but probably I, a good idea. I will also say again right now, don't, don't do. Hey, if you want to do any of these things on your own volition. We're not telling fu- you to fine. do drugs. We're not saying that you need to do it. We're also not saying We're to not, not saying do to drugs. We're not saying to not do them. <laughs> Disclaimers. Don't do, but also don't not do. <clears throat> you do you, bro. We're not we're not uh we're not your dad. You're not? No. I when I was researching my section, I was wondering if there had been any reported deaths from marijuana. Marijuana? 
because marijuana, everyone says it's one of those drugs where it's relatively safe. There's really no harmful side effects. They say it is a gateway drug, um, but uh, it's not going to kill you. It's not, it's not a hard drug, right? It's not, you know. But I wanted to see if there were any, like, cases of people dying from marijuana. And I actually found a, um, a study. The uh, Forensic Science International created a study. Uh, it's called, uh, it's a case report, Sudden Unexpected Death Under Acute Influence of Cannabis. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's, it has a lot of very sciencey and medical words in it, which I didn't understand when I read through it. But it talked about two different cases that um, they investigated and studied and came, with, came up with conclusions as to why these people died. Um, the first person was a 23-year-old male without known relevant illnesses. He suddenly collapsed while using public transport and died after 40 minutes of unsuccessful CPR with a clinical picture of ventricular fibrillation. A small amount of marijuana was found in his pockets. And the uh, ultimately, they deduce that um, it says, as there's no known medical history and both cardiac chambers showed normal thicknesses, we assume a dilatative cardiomyopathy. Oh, God damn it. Cardiomyopathy as explanation for the hyper, hypertrophy of the cardiac muscle. We concluded that death occurred most possibly due to cardiac arrhythmia with cardiac hypertrophy and consecutive stasis-associated thrombus formation of a small cardiac vessel under the acute influence of cannabis. Basically, he smoked cannabis, and for whatever reason, his body didn't like it and said, nah, bro. He had an allergic reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it is? Um... Yeah, they they did an autopsy. They found that he he had pretty normal health, no medical history, and just collapsed. Uh, and there was another one, a 28-year-old male with a history of substance abuse, alcohol, amphetamines, and cocaine until about two years before his death, um, occasionally cannabis. Um, so he had a substance history, but without known cardiovascular diseases, was found dead at a home by his girlfriend next to the body. An ashtray, rolling paper, and a sealable plastic bag containing remnants of marijuana were found. Okay, well, this just sounds like it was staged <laughs> for like an anti-drug. How suspicious! Yeah. <laughs> um, Interesting. They concluded that death occurred due to acute global cardiac failure. Acute. Under, it's so super cute. What a cute cardio failure. Global cardiac failure under the acute influence of cannabis. Uh, so I have this article. I'm going to try and get through it quick, 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 quick. It is about a medical condition called CHS. It's called through my eyes cannabinoid hyper hyperemesis syndrome CHS. Uh, it talks about one person's affliction with it. CHS causes abdominal pain, nausea, and vomiting, and the vomiting can result in dehydration. This dehydration can lead to a type of kidney failure that experts refer to as cannabinoid hyperemesis acute renal failure, and in severe cases, it can even result in death. The reason why I know so much about this is that it happened to my son. I'm reading a third person article. Does not have I don't a son. have a son that died from CHS. Yes. My first introduction to CHS was in April 2018 when my 17-year-old son Brian was diagnosed at an emergency room in Indianapolis. 
Brian had been living with his father at the time, and he called me because he had been vomiting for three days. When I went to pick him up to take him to the ER, we had to stop about five times on the way so that he could vomit. He began to complain of numbness and tingling in his face during the ride, which led me to become more concerned. We arrived at the ER, and while registering, he continued to vomit. He was finding it difficult to speak, and his muscles became contracted. For a moment, I thought that he was having a seizure or a stroke. While I was moving my car, the staff took Brian to a room which they directed me to on my return. When I arrived, there were three nurses and a doctor in the room already. Brian had an oxygen mask on. They were putting an IV in each arm, and they had already taken blood to send to the lab. The doctor said that the muscle contraction was due to an anxiety attack and that Brian was severely dehydrated. Another doctor asked Brian if he smoked marijuana, and he said that he did. She was the one who made the diagnosis of CHS. The team gave Brian both Haldol and Phenergen, which helped his vomiting improve. The blood work results came back, showing that his kidneys were failing and that all of his levels were out of the normal range. As a result, the doctor decided to admit Brian to the hospital so that they can continue to monitor his blood work. His levels slowly improved overnight, and he was released after 24 hours. Brian agreed to quit smoking until he was able to see a gastroenterologist, which was scheduled for 45 days after his release. We had never heard of marijuana causing nausea or vomiting and were only familiar with its various health benefits, so we did not believe that CHS was what Brian had. He was not a daily smoker, and he had been smoking on and off for about three years before he developed symptoms. Brian was also experiencing symptoms even after he had quit smoking, which caused us to doubt the diagnosis further. However, the gastroenterologist agreed with the CHS diagnosis and ordered more blood work. In the meantime, Brian began using marijuana again, and for several weeks he did not have any symptoms at all. In October 2018, Brian began vomiting again, and I decided to take him to the ER. I told the doctors about the CHS diagnosis, and tests revealed that his kidneys were shutting down once more. The doctor decided that Brian needed to be at a children's hospital to receive specialized care. They agreed with the CHS diagnosis and ordered monitoring of his levels, which improved with the rehydration again. Brian went back on his depression medication, and the doctor recommended counseling. There is a history of depression in our family, and Brian had developed it during pre-adolescence. The team released Brian and told us to follow up with his pediatrician as necessary. A couple weeks later... Brian was restless during the night and complained about the acid reflux that he had since infancy. I asked if he had taken his medication, and he said yes, so we both went back to bed. Brian woke up at about 11 a.m. the next morning and came into my room to lie on my bed. He began vomiting in the afternoon, so I called his pediatrician, who told me that they would send a prescription over to the pharmacy for his vomiting. I went to the pharmacy, and when I received the prescription, I realized that it was the same medication that he was currently taking for vomiting. I called the doctor when I got home and cried to them because I felt like I was slowly watching my son die. Jesus. He had lost more than 40 pounds in a matter of months. The doctor was clueless as to what to do to help Brian quit smoking and suggested that we could try a stress center. They also decided to send a suppository to the pharmacy for the vomiting. While waiting for the prescription, in between cooking dinner and watching my grandson, I was taking care of Brian when he said to me, Mom, I'm going to quit smoking. I can't do this anymore. He vomited several times. He then grabbed his back and began to complain that it was hurting. I immediately thought about his kidneys and called 911. I told them all of this information and history, and as we were waiting for the emergency medical technicians, Brian said, Mom, I can't breathe. <gasps> 
I walked to the side of the bed, asking what he meant, and he repeated, I can't breathe. I turned him over and saw he had stopped breathing, so I began CPR. I yelled for my daughter's boyfriend, who went to get our neighbor, a Navy veteran, to help. He took over the CPR and believed that he felt a pulse. The paramedics arrived shortly after. They tried to occupy me by asking questions, and I gave them all the information I could. I kept trying to go into the room while they were working on him, but they wouldn't let me. Then an EMT came out and said that it wasn't looking good. I'm not sure if I called my family or if someone else did, but during this time, my sister had shown up. I remember begging and pleading with God not to take my baby and to take me instead. After about 30 minutes, the EMT came out and told me my son was gone. Damn. Brian's father arrived a short time later, and I had to tell him that our son was dead. There were several people in and out of the house during this time, including police, firefighters, EMTs, and detectives. In the state of Indiana, if anyone under the age of 18 dies, the death requires investigation as a homicide. The next week was a blur as we tried to make funeral arrangements and the necessary money. We were fortunate enough to find a church that paid 1500 towards Brian fu- Brian's funeral arrangements, and with what we had from family, we were able to have a funeral. Brian was cremated so that he could be home with his family. An autopsy took place, and we waited for the results. I would call every day to see whether the results were in, but for months I heard nothing. Finally, on March 6, 2019, my birthday... I was able to pick up the autopsy report. The official cause of death was dehydration due to cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. At this point, I started my journey into CHS awareness. I joined a CHS Facebook group and created CHS awareness in Brian's memory. I contacted the news channel RTV6 Indianapolis and was interviewed on the station. Through the creation of the Facebook page and the news coverage that I received, I have been able to reach many people. I have also heard stories of others who had CHS symptoms. The emotional and physical toll of CHS has been devastating to some, as many sufferers were misdiagnosed and made many visits to the ER as a result. The financial and emotional effects of this are very stressful. Marijuana has many benefits for those who don't have CHS. Some people use it in low dosages to reduce depression, social anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder, and it can help relieve nausea and vomiting that occur due to chemotherapy. It may calm the muscle spasms that multiple sclerosis can cause, and some claim that it reduces seizures. There's also a belief that marijuana may help in opioid addiction recovery, and researchers are publishing new studies all the time, highlighting many other potential benefits. Yet, CHS is a very real condition. While it may only affect a small percentage of people, it can be deadly. It is my mission to raise awareness of CHS and the hope that others do not have to endure the same fate as Brian. Losing Brian has been the most traumatic event in our lives. He was such a positive person and always gave his friends good advice. He was a loving son whom I never thought I would have, and he was a best friend to his sisters. I want Brian's death not to be in vain, and I hope that he can continue to make an impact even in death. So that is uh, one person's um, uh, experience with CHS and the family. I had never heard about this before. I didn't know this was a thing. Me either. Um, but apparently excessive. And I mean, even it said in the article that uh, that his use wasn't excessive. It was just on and off. But uh, drug use, um, this specifically uh, using cannabis, can ha- can cause dehydration and, and cause this, uh, this syndrome, CHS. Mm. I imagine the 
best course of action would be to just stop smoking altogether, just stop using drugs altogether. It's the same thing I feel like with alcoholism. Uh, like my dad, uh, he drank a lot when uh, he was younger, when I lived in the home with him, and he's been sober for, I think, eight years now, and I'm super proud of him. But there are some people where that's the only solution. It's not oh, I can drink less, oh, I can use drugs less. It's just you need to cut it all out mm -hmm. in order to have any sort of benefits in order for yourself to recover. Um, and it's a hard thing to do. Um, it definitely depends on the drug that you're using. It depends on the drug that you're addicted to. Alcohol is very difficult to cut out, um, which is why I'm very proud of him. And um, hopefully people with the same ailments, suffering from the same things can can follow the guidance and, and learn from the lessons of others in order to better themselves that way. But it's, it's risky. It's dangerous. It's mm. brutal. Uh, so that's why I picked, I picked drugs. I mean, drugs can be scary, but drugs are all, uh, drugs also have many benefits, but any, everything in moderation, everything in moderation, honestly, is what it comes down to. It was dank, yo. Jesus Christ. Can I, uh, can I have your glass? It smells just like weed. They they really nailed the scent down, but the taste is just a little underwhelming. I don't know. I just didn't... I wasn't really, like, impressed. I think now that it's a little warmer, you definitely taste a little more body and flavor of the beer. It does smell a lot like weed. Yeah. They really nailed, you know... Um, what's the expression? Something on the nose? They, uh... Pinned a rose on your nose. Pin, sure. Pinned a rose on your nose. Pin the tail on the donkey. You could just say nailed it. They really pinned the tail on the donkey with the spear. Yeah. As far as the, the smell goes. That's how I use that term. Yeah. I'm going to start using all the time now. That's a good idea. Um, but the taste, uh, I, uh, not my, definitely not. It tastes, a, uh. It tastes, uh, definitely not a favorite of mine. I've, I've, I've enjoyed a lot of the American IPAs we've had since we started. And um, this one's towards the bottom. Mm. What about you? I wasn't blown away. I gave it, like, what, an eight? I would have given it a nine. I was just not... There were just worse ones. <laughs> yeah, so your number nine was uh, Precious Little Treats, the Imperial mm -hmm. Stout. I actually like the stout better than this one. No. It's just because you're not a stout person. I'm not a stout person. Well, I mean, I am a stout person. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a stout person. Were there any stouts that you liked? I don't think so. That we Wait, had? No, I take that back. I think I have made comments where it's just like... I could drink this, yeah. but in reality, it's like I don't want to. Was I it just, like the I peanut could. butter? Probably. Peanut butter Something one? like that. That one was tasty. Yeah. Some, yeah. I think that was when I was going through my phase of trying to convince myself I like stouts. <laughs> now it's just... Well, I mean, you've kind of you've kind of turned around. Like, we mentioned this before at the beginning when we started. It's like you did not like IPAs, and then or we've had a lot of IPAs that you really enjoyed. Maybe it's the same thing with stouts that you had seven as It's going in a wave. I was like, I didn't like IPAs, yeah. and I started to like IPAs, and now I'm back down to not like Did IPAs you like Vlad? So I can't remember. No. no. I, I picked it. That was a great episode. Every stout a, I pick, I don't like. And a great beer. I want to listen to that one again. Okay. Because we're the only listeners of our podcast. Well, your fiance. <laughs> no, she's shaking her head no. She don't listen either? <laughs> she stopped? She's She needs to catch up. What she's on like episode eight. What the fuck? I know. This is episode 80, bub. Yeah, you're a little <laughs> far behind there, buddy. Guess it's time to tune back in. Okay, so Zach's calling off work. 
Uh, no, I got to go in. <sighs> Beerandfearcast.com is their website. All of our episodes are available there to listen, or you can find them on every popular podcast platform, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Sophie. Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find podcasts. We're probably on it, and we're if we're not on something that you listen to, let us know. Or else. Or else. That is a direct threat. Yes. And then uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can keep up to date with our stuff. Uh, we release new episodes every week. Um, every Wednesday at noon is when we try to release episodes. Um, hasn't been working out great nope. in the past few weeks. Uh, been a little late in a few days. Has not been. But uh, I'm really trying here. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Episode 80. Got 80 episodes down, 20 more. I like and, that we um, did a trumpet for episode 10. For and episode, episode 10? 80, it's just... Well, I want to. <laughs> I want to quit. <laughs> well, episode ten felt like a good thing, but episode one hundred is gonna be great. Okay, got some special stuff planned. Oh, he's got special stuff planned. <laughs> I didn't we'll think figure so. it out.